0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Reign: The Power of You, a podcast about becoming the leader of your life and truly succeeding on your terms. I'm your host, Sharon Bakir. You might know me on Instagram as The Empowerist. Listening here will give you everything I've learned in 10 years of leadership coaching, as well as myself having survived death, trauma, and recovery to thrive once again. I've created this podcast for people just like you who are on the brink of transformation and ready to live powerfully in every part of your life. Every episode focuses on life fulfillment, self-esteem and deep growth. We give you the tools, strategies and techniques to apply so that you can live your most powerful life. Plus, we regularly feature humans who are serious badasses to keep you inspired. I love hearing from my community. So wherever you're listening from, drop me a photo or screenshot on Instagram and remember to say hi with a tag. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. Today, I want to take us through five self-awareness tips that will literally transform your life. Now, why this topic today? Because I really, really do believe that self-awareness is the very, very first fundamental step we can take in any growth path and development path. And I figure if you're listening to this podcast, then you are kind of interested in personal and professional growth and development. So self-awareness. Is it really that much of a fundamental? Is it the fundamental? Well, my answer is yes. I've heard a lot of people say that self-knowledge is the first key to growth and development. And I do agree with that somewhat. I actually use a catchphrase all the time, know yourself to grow yourself. And the reason for that is we do have to know what our mission is, our values, our purpose in life, our vision for our life in order to create and cultivate a life that we truly love and feel fulfilled by. However, before self-knowledge comes self-awareness. Why? Because so many of us know what we want and we know what we want to do, but we lack awareness of what we're currently doing. And if we don't know what we're currently doing, then we probably won't figure out what needs to change. And so these are some self-awareness things that I try to stay on top of all the time. I literally check into these self-awareness categories in my life every week or so. I reflect and I think about my interactions for the week and I reflect on these five areas and I reflect on these five areas and I really hope that they help you to bring an awareness to yourself too so that, like me, you can use them to continuously be growing into the best version of ourselves. Now, self-awareness, good self-awareness will help us to build better relationships. It'll help us be viewed as a leader professionally. It'll help us build strength and resilience within ourselves And it will allow us to flow through life in an intentional way. Because when we're self-aware of who we are and what we do and how we react and respond in situations, it allows us to actually place boundaries on the things that don't allow for that flow. And it allows us to create an authentic representation of who we are to other people. Now that you know why self-awareness is, for me, the number one fundamental in our toolkit of growth and development, let's start going through them. So the first thing I often ask people to be incredibly self-aware about is the energy you bring to a room or the energy you bring into any social situation. Now, the reason why I think this is really, really crucial is that number one, you all know that collectivism is a big thing for me. I believe that we are a sum total of who we are, as well as the networks, connections, and relationships we have around us. And truth be told, A lot of us have never been taught to be self-aware of the energy that we bring into the room. I have sat through so many coaching sessions and so many workshops where people say to me, I identify as someone who has this energy, right? I might be positive or I might bring leadership to a room. or might be assertive. But then when you watch them in a social or professional setting, they actually don't bring that energy with them at all. And the reason for this is not because they're being inauthentic. It's actually because they're not bringing that energy to a room in a way that's connected. They're not aware of it. I used to be this person myself. So I remember in my 20s, so many people would get the wrong idea about me, right? I'm a really friendly person. I'm a really energetically happy and optimistic person. I am full of boundless energy and anyone who meets me gets feels that energy straight away. Now, I would say in my early 20s, I didn't really understand how to showcase that energy properly because I often felt a little bit too much. I felt like I was too much for any room. And I felt like anyone who encounter me would be overwhelmed with the trueness of my energy and so I used to you know temper the energy a little bit and try to make myself a little bit smaller than I was but additionally to that I also wasn't self-aware about when to use that energy in a way that would positively impact the room and so one day somebody gave me this feedback they said you know what you're actually a really nice person but you actually come across as quite a cow and first of all I took offense to that because cow is only ever (laughs) a descriptor for women But second of all, I turned around and said, what? What gives you that idea that I'm not a nice person when everything in my being, I know I'm a nice person. I know I'm a happy person. And they said to me, well, it's just that you don't really align with that energy. When you walk into a room, you almost seem on guard. You almost seem like aloof and like you don't want to be there. And you often seem like you're judging people from the way you're looking at them. Now, at first, those comments really stung because I always felt like I was just being myself. However, when I became more self-aware about the energy I brought into a room, I sort of tried to imagine myself as a fly on the wall watching me in a room with interactions. I quickly came to realize that in the effort to shrink myself and in the effort to not come across too overwhelming, I was actually coming across aloof and up myself and probably not very interested in what people were saying. But in the second case scenario where the person said, I came across like a cow, I realized that when I did bring out my energy because the situation required it, either assertiveness was required or I got excited or passionate about something, then that deviance from who I was coming across as, which was indifferent, was so great that it actually jarred the other person's experience of my energy. Now, once I became more self aware about how I was bringing an energy into the room, I realized that I could still prevent myself from overwhelming everyone in the room with my energy but not by muting myself and making myself smaller but simply by being myself and only energetically peppering the room when I needed to and when it came to happier or optimistic circumstances because that was what matched who I was. Now once I became self-aware about the energy I brought to a room I would say that many of my relationships then flourished because I think honestly that a lot of people became very certain about my authenticity because I was who I was and I was that person consistently. But also I realized that it was much more easy for me to be consistent and to be in a room and bring that energy to a room because I was just being myself. It also made me realize that the people who really cared about me and the people who really accepted me would accept me for who I was and I didn't have to mute myself or make myself smaller. When we are aware of the energy we bring to a room We can actually cultivate that and curate that experience that someone has of us, but in an authentic way, because now we know who we are, and now we are letting the other person or the people in the room live that experience of who we are with us. Now, the second big thing I would love everyone to become self-aware about is what our core capabilities are. And this is something that honestly, I could not stress more. In the last decade of coaching, I often have walked into a boardroom, a meeting room, a function room, a conference, a seminar, and being the speaker, I would say this. What is your superpower? What are your core strengths? What are your natural innate capabilities? What is your zone of genius? What are your talents? And it always Never fails to shock me how little people are aware of what they do well. Now, this has to span a few areas, right? There is your talent, meaning things you do naturally well. You know, you might be good with your hands, you might be good operationally, you might be a very pragmatic person, you might be a great dreamer, you might be a visionary, you might be eloquent and able to hold a conversation. Now, these innate talents are something you must know about, because if you know about them, then you can harness them and use them for your professional and personal success and fulfillment. The second core capability we need to know about is how we impact the people around us. You know, are we the empathy person? Are we the strength person? Are we the person who is the cheerleader for people? Are we the person that connects people and brings them together? Once we understand our natural design of how we connect to other human beings and what makes us really likable and connected, then we will be able to use that to create relationships that flourish, be viewed professionally and personally as someone to be around and is warm and authentic about who they are, but also it allows us to match what our innate strengths are with our chosen profession, the people we choose in our community and friendships and relationships, and how we want to actually design a life that we love. The third core capability I would love everyone to become self-aware about is to understand what lights their soul up right? Because this in the end is the thing that will become a core capability. It doesn't start out as a core capability. For example, I might say that my, the thing that lights my soul up is to help people grow. Right. This doesn't necessarily become a core capability, but what it does is it informs me that the profession I choose and the things I choose to educate myself in should help me to help other people grow because that's what lights my soul up. And so that then becomes a core capability of mine. It becomes a strength of mine that I can actually help people grow because it's not just what fills my soul up. It's how I've educated myself and gotten experience. And now I have both the innate soul lighting feeling of having a good chosen profession but also actually being good at it and so being self aware of these three big core capabilities will be something that you can bring into every single interaction in life it will make you feel so much confidence about who you are what you do where you're going and what you can and are capable of achieving When we are aware of our core capabilities, we are more likely to stand up for ourselves in relationships. We are more likely to drive towards relationships and community that really suit us and who we are. We are more likely to choose professions that lead us to being fulfilled. And we are more likely to be able to weather storms because when we have an innate sense of worthiness about who we are and knowing what we're strong at, we will tend to use those strengths to get out of situations and to find solutions. Now, the third thing I would love for everyone to become more self-aware about is to know the value that you bring. I remember when I was recovering from deep trauma and I was lying in bed for months because I was also physically bedridden from the health issues that I'd been through. And I remember one day saying to a friend, I don't deserve the kindness of so many people who have reached out to me with love and support because, frankly, I'm doing nothing for the world right now. I don't have any value. I don't, I'm don't. i not bringing value to anyone. I'm not helping anyone. I'm not, you know, I don't know why I'm getting all this empathy when I don't deserve it. And my friend said something really beautiful and profound to me. And truth be told, in healthier times, I did know this truth, but I needed to be reminded of it when I was down, which was, you as a human being inherently have value just by existing you don't need to contribute or be helping people perpetually to be considered worthy of empathy or feeling and it stopped me short in my tracks on the pity party that I was on because it made me go this is something that I literally coach other people in how come I had not realized that about myself We have value innately and inherently as human beings, right? And how do we know this? Well, let's just give you an example. If you saw someone crossing a road and they collapsed in the middle of the road, would you rush to help them and call an ambulance? Of course you would. Now, You would do that even if you didn't know who they were, if you didn't know that they were perhaps like the most evil person in the world, you would do it because they were another human being and they were worthy of getting help and worthy of having their dignity of having assistance from another fellow human being there, right? And so my question is this, if we believe that anyone else, every human that we interact with has innate worth and value, why do we so often not see that about ourselves? We have value, know your value, know that you deserve to be here, know that you deserve to live, know that you deserve to live a fulfilled life, know that you deserve love, know that you deserve praise, know that you deserve empathy, know that you deserve friendships, community and beautiful synergy with other human beings in your life. Know that you deserve to live a life that is full of success just inherently by being you. I mean, obviously you will bring a whole lot of other things to that table to do all of those things and to accomplish all the things you want in life, right? You're going to bring your sense of authenticity. You're going to bring your good heart. You're going to bring your talents. You're going to bring your hard work, but inherently just by existing, you already deserve the goodness of life. You already deserve to live and you deserve love. Even if you haven't given anyone anything in that moment, now, the fourth thing I would love for people to become more self-aware about is to understand the values that we live by. Now, our values are basically a set of functions that we think make human beings good people. And for any of us, we will have a different core set of values that we think makes someone a good human being. For example, you might value honesty and someone else might call that authenticity. And they might differ slightly, but you both innately agree that being true is important. We might value family. Some people might value community. Someone might value communication. Someone else might value kindness, right? All of these are values. What we regard that is important in someone being a good and true human being. And all of us in our hearts will have a personal set of rules on what living life as a good human being looks like. And one of the things that I find really, really important is not just to know your values because you know if you walk into any personal growth workshop, they're going to ask you, first of all, what are your values? What do you live by? And a lot of people can define the values. It's not easy defining the values. It takes time and self-awareness and recognition and courage to voice them. But a lot of people will come in the end to a list of values that they live by, maybe five, maybe six, maybe three. But Knowing your values is not the same as living absolutely by them. Living absolutely by our values simply means this, that every decision, no matter how minute, is made by first consulting our values and then and only then being aware of the outside factors that might influence our decision making. Right. So consulting your values and making the decision by your values before we start thinking about what would this person think? Would my parents approve? Would my ch- What would my child think? What if I get backlash over this? What if people don't like it? What if people don't like me? Before we consider those external circumstances and reactions and responses to our decision, we must first consult the ultimate almanac, which is our heart. Our heart, which knows our value set. And we must make our decisions by our own almanac and no one else's. Now, when we feel unfulfilled and when we feel like we don't know who we are and when we feel feelings of unworthiness, this often stems from a lack of decision making by our values. Now, we might make big decisions by our values, but perhaps on the Daily, we know deep down that we're not quite consulting our own almanac before making those decisions. And so I would urge us all to become really self aware that knowing the values we live by is not enough, but actually making every single minute decision in our daily life according to the values we live by will then. Move us closer to feeling very, very fulfilled, full of self-esteem, full of self-worth, and full of a self-understanding that we are good human beings. And you know what? When we truly believe or when we truly embody the fact that we are good human beings, because we are living by our own true definition of what a good human being means, we become the ultimate person in our eyes. And that's not egoistic or narcissistic. Becoming the ultimate person in your, in your own eyes is actually a really strong sense of self-esteem. And this is in the end what catapults us to success. Because when we back ourselves, we take action that backs ourselves further. When we back ourselves, we take risks because we know we can always mitigate those risks. When we back ourselves, we make decisions that push us to being an even better version of ourselves every single day. Now, the last thing, the last bit of self-awareness that I would love all of us to get better at, and this is something that I am still getting better at every single day, is this. Know what your deal breakers are right know what they are immediately because you will save yourself so much heartache if you just know what your deal breakers are in life with anyone with friends with relationships with workplaces with cultures with communities with status quos with political ideology with you know the state of being your state of your life you know what your goals are all of those things are impacted by knowing what you don't tolerate It's really important to set a bar for our life. It is really important to know that certain things whilst out of our control and whilst happening out there in the big bad world are not things we are willing to have in our periphery and in our sphere. I gave this example last week when I was delivering a masterclass for the League of Extraordinary Women. And I said, you know, one of my intolerances is assholes. I just can't do it. I see someone make an asshole move and I go, okay. And then I can't be around that person as in I can be around them. I can't really connect with them on a deeper level other than hello goodbye how's your day going and I'm okay with that because my tolerance is very very low for assholes right if I see someone treating someone with poor regard if I see someone being condescending if I see someone with narcissistic traits and tendencies if I see someone cheat someone else if I see someone treat someone who is vulnerable in a poor way. All those things constitute, in my eyes, an asshole, right? And when I see that, I can't unsee it. And then my tolerance for that individual becomes nothing. It doesn't even become low. It's nothing. And so... Whilst I'm never rude about it, and whilst I'll never walk up to someone and say, I can't be your friend, or I'll never just ignore them, I can never get past a superficial level of interactions with them because I don't have a toleration for anything like that, because I don't have a tolerance for anything like that in my life. Now, when we know our tolerances across social interactions, across political ideologies, across how people treat us in relationships and how we watch other people treat other people in relationships, workplace cultures, toxicity, bullying, all of those things, when we know our baseline of tolerance, this enables us to make very good and swift decisions around who we keep around us, who we interact with regularly, the kind of life we are building and designing for ourselves, where we choose to work, where we choose to play, and how we choose to engage with the world at large. This will be one of the biggest things you can do to change your life immediately. Know what you don't tolerate and then just simply don't tolerate it. I'm not saying you have to set a boundary and block these things from your life 100%. You don't have to unfriend someone because they don't share political ideology with you, but you can absolutely say, listen, I'm not gonna discuss politics with you because I know it's gonna ruin our friendship. Boom, boom, and that's it. Don't create a life that is full of conflict. Create a life for yourself that is full of up-leveling, beautiful upheaval when it comes in the form of positive growth, create connections that are aligned with you and that really improve your quality of life every single time those connections exist. Now, I hope today's episode helped you five big categories of things to become more self-aware of and to actually sit and ruminate on regularly. Like I said, this is a practice for me. Every week I sit and I look at my interactions across the week. I look at the social media I've consumed across the week. I look at what I've done with my life across the week. I match them and align them to my values. I think about my core capabilities and how I've showcased or how I've utilized those in a week. I think about the energy that I've brought into the rooms I've been in. I think about what value I've brought to human beings. And I think about my self-esteem and I think about how I've connected with other people. And I always, always think about whether I have been a little bit of a hypocrite and tolerated something that I didn't want to tolerate at all. Now, Why do I do this every single week? Because it keeps me really accountable, but also it helps me to check in on my state of being every single week. It helps me go, Sharon, am I feeling feelings of unworthiness this week? And why is that? Is that because I didn't live by my values? Is it because I tolerated an asshole doing something assholy to someone else? Is it because I brought a weak energy into a room and it wasn't who I was and I regret that, is it that I'm wondering about whether I have any core capabilities that actually are bringing great things to the world right now or maybe I haven't been active in bringing those strengths to the world? Oftentimes when I feel myself in a rut or when I feel myself down, re-examining these five categories of self-awareness has often opened my eyes to where these feelings of being undervalued or unworthy are, where these feelings of being unmotivated or in a rut are from, where I'm feeling a little bit like I'm not living authentically and in a way that brings ultimate fulfillment to my life. I urge you this week to sit down with a pen and paper or maybe with a friend over a coffee or tea or a wine, it's up to you. But to sit and think and talk about the self-awareness that you have learned about in this episode, and then really, really reflect on the interactions and experiences you've had in the last week, and just see how this self-awareness and reflection impacts the way you take your energy into the next week ahead. I really hope this podcast has been enjoyable and has brought value to your life. As always, I will see you next week with a brand new topic. Until next time, bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Sharon Pakir. You might know me on Instagram as The Empowerous. Please come on Instagram, follow me, tag me. If you're listening to this right now, take a screenshot, add it to your stories. I love knowing where my listeners are from. And I love knowing that the podcast is something that made a difference in your life. Thank you, everybody, and see you next time.